In the words of Linkin Park, the hardest part of ending is starting again. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to a special episode 172. I'm Pete, and I'm with my buddy Dave, and we are just two middle-aged dads on the difficult journey to health, fitness, weight loss, and a better life. And candidly, this is take two because it's been a year (laughs) and I forgot how to do this. Even though I was recording another podcast, Slack Packers, with my buddy Kevin, it uh, is different. So we're going to try this one more time, bud. How are you? Take two. I'm awesome. How are you? Good to be back. Uh, I Speaking of uh, Slack Packers, I really enjoyed that uh, whole series. Congratulations on your uh, conquering the canyon. And uh, I, I, it definitely has changed me as a person and uh, how I am thinking about things. But it's good to see you. It's good to talk to you. I hope you had a good holiday. And... Uh, Let's roll with this one. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. That means a lot. And it's if anybody wants to know more about me, I'm going to re- record a few specials, you know, one with you, um, one with Gretchen, and where we'll talk a little bit more about our personal journeys uh, and uh, maybe one or two more. And I, I don't know. It's been a year since we recorded Closing Time, and I just <laughs> felt like it was a good time to catch up with people and... I don't know. You never know with these these things, like how you feel about them one day to the next. And I do enjoy recording these podcasts because, kind of like what you're saying, like they're they can be life changing, whether for yourself or or for others. So I I don't know. I just felt like it was time. It's the holidays. It's been a year, so let's catch up. Yeah, it's been a crazy year, and part of this for me, since we were we messaged. Uh, the other day, which kind of, I said something which kind of brought this whole uh, thing up for the two of us to, to do the, the, when you said you wish we were recording, well, magic happens <laughs> and here we are, is for me, the podcasts are really a sense of community. We're both 10 Junk Mile fans, and the whole premise was, if you didn't have someone to do your long run with, then you can listen to them. And I, I've been realizing over the last year that a lot of my community and friendships were through the podcast. That's how we, you know, became friends was through the original days of Batman Chronicles. And um, I reached out to you and we just started talking. So for me, it's I feel a, a sense of loss in a way because a lot of I don't listen to um, as many podcasts. So that community is gone. But it's nice uh i can't wait to hear you and gretchen recrap uh i i know one other guest and i can't wait to hear uh your guys conversations but uh it's nice to be back yeah man it's it i hear you too on the community side right because you got 10 junk miles of course and of course i've been a two gomers fan for now it's 15 years which is just unbelievable like you you feel like you've got these I don't know one often it's one side is friendships, right? Like, I, I mean, I've communicated with, with, uh, Anthony and, and Steven, but it's not the way that you and I are like the way, mm-hmm. you know, my closest, you know, friendships, uh, oftentimes have grown out of either online communities or, or through podcasting. That's the way I know Rob, uh, Bozovich so well. Right. So, and, um, and Karen Clark and, and all that through John Harris's old, you know, um, team E for E. So it's really an interesting time. And I've actually gone back and I've been listening to old, like the beginning seasons of the Gomers. Cause I just don't remember like, yeah. And to see how much they've evolved and changed. And then what stayed the same, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are core kind of core parts of us that stay. And then we're always trying to grow. Right. And I think that's why you and I connect so well is because I think we're in the same boat. Like, 
we we make these mistakes kind of over and over again, but it doesn't stop yeah. us from wanting to get better, right? A hundred percent. And you've been you've been a part of my life for six years, and then it was you really were the only person I talked to on a weekly basis, and then that kind of changed, and it was a at a weird uh, experience, and it kind of like started this whole. Uh, newest metamorphosis and change uh, that I'm going through. And I got to say, Pete, for the first time in probably 23, 24 years, I'm working full time, five days a week, and it's tough. <laughs> I, don't li- I don't like it. I don't want to do it anymore. But uh, that's where a lot of the changes for me has been coming from was actually realizing how hard it is to work Monday through Friday, grocery shop, do laundry, clean the house, drive Braden all over the place, practices. And uh, it's been, I, I feel I feel different as a person because I'm working full time, but it really is hard and has given me a new creation, uh, appreciation of the rest of the world who hasn't been as fortunate you know as a fireman i only work two days a week we work 48 hours but i only work two days a week so there was never a struggle for me to get anything done and uh, now it's just totally changed my perspective on uh, what's reality and what's not it really gives you probably perspective too on those that are single have no support system and have to do all of it right i i, I can't even fathom how a single parent can function with just like work, uh, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids and the way um, prices are today, like food prices, gas prices. I just can't, it, I, I can't fathom how hard that is. And, you know, Farrakh and I have been together 20 years and we have a great uh, support system for each other. And uh, I couldn't, I'd be in a refrigerator box. We joke about that all the time. If something ever happened to us, I, I would literally be in a refrigerator box. <laughs> you know, maybe if she let me keep my car, I can live in there. But I'd see um, you on Lower Wacker somewhere. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go back to Chicago. I definitely would go somewhere warmer <laughs> to live in my refrigerator box. Yeah, you <laughs> and a lot of others, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. Plus, I mean, you guys have had another transition too, because since we've last talked, Bray is, I mean, he's in high school now. Yeah. He's, he's left me. I, I really, it's interesting because as a dad, for the first time I could, all I ever wanted to be in my life was a good dad. And for the first time I can look at him and be like, I did good. And really feel it a hundred percent to my core that I succeeded. I have my moments. I yell a lot, but I have my moments that I truly succeeded in raising a successful young man to this point. Right? He's got a, a huge future uh, in front of him. But it's also weird because I've been a part of everything for the first fourteen years, and now I'm a part of nothing. Like I go. Uh, he just finished football and now he's in track and for track, every single thing that he's done in track, every single practice that he's done since seven, I was there. And now all his practicing, all his weightlifting, his throwing, I'm not there. I pick him up when he's done. We come home, he eats dinner, he plays Fortnite, does homework. We don't really talk. So it's a weird uh, relationship now. And uh, we had a conversation about, I wanted him to video his practices. And he took it as a trust issue that I don't trust him that he's doing the work. And I said, Bray, it has nothing to do with that. You don't see that every practice you've had since you were seven, I've been a part of. And if you send me a video, it's a way for me to still be a part of that. So it's brought us closer and um, it, more of a more mature relationship as father and son during the 
teenage years that I never had with my father. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it's it's definitely tough. So do you does he start school track season now? Because I mean, it's a spring thing here, right? Because it's going to be snowing any minute. Well, it's it's indoor season. Indoor. Oh, so there's an indoor season. Is that club or is that school? School. Wow. School. So indoor will go from uh, December until March. Do we have indoor in, season in, in Illinois? You do. And you also have a, uh, I think it's Gately Park is the area of Chicago or the name of the actual park. But you have a massive brand new indoor facility that's nas- nationally recognized as um, one of the top indoor tracks in the country. Have we always had this? Because I got to tell you, as a kid, I do not remember indoor season of track. No, no, no. The indoor, indoor is really an East Coast thing because of the weather. And the track is newer within a year or two. This actually might be the first full season of it. Interesting. Yeah. So he does that. He started football in April. That ran through November. And now he'll be in track until June. And how does that work with football then? Uh, well, because of Bray's um, primarily a track person, that they would give him some time during football practice to throw. And he's a, a specialist. He's a long snapper. So that's all he does. So his football practice, I like to call it Hollywood practice because he gets like a half hour of legit practice. And then while the, all the other guys are playing the real football and tackling and getting yelled at and punished and all that stuff, Bray doesn't, he doesn't have to deal with any of that. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good recap of that part. But so let's get back to you. But I just find this stuff fascinating, right? Because my kids were yeah. active in, in sports that way. It, it's been different, right? So um, anyway, so you've talked about how with Bray's kind of growing independence, it's kind of brought some new thoughts onto you and, and new ways and new perspectives. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about like what's happening there. Well, it goes back to my, you and I, um, we finished our year, which I have not made peace with because for me it was very unsuccessful. A lot of failures in that that I, I'm trying to to learn and grow from to the next step. Um, my best friend here is in law enforcement and he got promoted and went to Midnight's. So I almost never see and talk to him. And his daughter is um, another freshman varsity athlete in volleyball. So he's kind of going through the same struggle and trying to hold on to his uh, relationship. So we never see each other. And with Bray being so busy, it's for the first time in a healthy way, I'm trying to figure out who I am, what interests me, what activities do I want to do, who are Farrakh and I as a couple, not just parents. And uh, it's been, I don't think I've ever thought about it healthily before because I would just be like, oh, I'm going to run another dopey challenge or I'm going to do an Ironman. And none of those things led to any kind of success or longevity and I really have this cool period of my life because we're only I'm only I think I'm 52 and I'll be 53 but I could be wrong but I think I'm correct we're the same age (laughs) thank you that it number wise I still have or I could potentially have ultimately I don't have control of that but I do have a lot of control of that. A lot of vibrant years left. And it's kind of like a second chance that I can find something that, it, that excites me. And listening to you and Kevin talk, it doesn't have to be a four-hour marathon. It doesn't have to be a 12-iron Ironman I can go walk out my neighborhood and look at Christmas lights and that's okay. 
and I, I've never, I never really have thought about what excites me or interests me or what hobbies. I miss the community of that I had with Run Disney, but that those people are still my friends. But those experiences, I I'll never be able to recreate with Run Disney. I can go back. Hopefully one day I'll go back to a Run Disney weekend, but it's not really, uh, that would be like a singular event versus what can I do that um, excites me and keeps me motivated to go do something every day. And I've never really thought about that before. Yeah, I mean, and that was the real impetus of us getting to this point of one of me wanting to record at least because this is something I was trying to bring out of you for a season, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And it, it's great to hear it because you don't have to have a hundred mile race on your calendar to go out and, and, and take a, and take a hike, right. To use the tagline of slackpackers. Um, yeah. The, interesting part is understanding how to get yourself to evolve enough to appreciate and love the journey. Right. And that's, I think where you're trying to get to, because if we have, let's, let's just say optimistically, we've got 30 good years left, hopefully, right? Like best case Mm -hmm. scenario is more, but worst case could be very, very short. If we're not moving, doing kind of the things that we need to do to live in a, in a healthy way. So if you've got 30 years, I mean, that's a long time to get a lot of miles or it doesn't have to be walking, running, hiking, jumping, you know, swimming, biking, whatever. It could be other stuff, but you've got a long time, right? And for me, I always, in my recent adult years, is I have always thought that it was the miles and the medals and the finish lines. And it really, what I'm learning is it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it's needlepoint or crafting or crossword puzzles. I really have no idea what the journey is, but I've never thought about it in the way that I'm thinking about it now and like life is my Monday through Fridays are so busy and so hectic and uh, my my I stand for eight hours a day at my job which I'm not really happy about but I've never I used to think when I left the fire department that I lost a purpose but I didn't really lose a purpose like I'm I'm very, I don't know if fulfilled is the right word, but there's great satisfaction that I have that I am earning a decent living. I'm going to work five days a week, and I've never felt that before. And now, like, understanding how hard that is, is I, I need or I want more that something to be in addition to that so you like what's that work-life balance to finding something that interests me and i find enjoyment from and what can fair can i do as a couple now that brayden's kind of doing his thing and we're not just two slugs watching the hallmark channel sending reels to each other which is our reality right now because it's winter and it's cold so what are you going to do you send reels and watch the hallmark channel (laughs) or still do something else i mean there's lots of world out there right i mean yeah 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 it's there and i think that's what you're getting towards i i i'm I'm not a therapist and not trying to analyze you right but part of (laughs) Part of getting to know you and, and when we were recording, like I felt that you lived a lot in your in your son's present future, but in your past. A hundred percent. That you were always in a comparison mode. And not only is comparison the thief of joy, frankly, it's dangerous, right? Especially when mm-hmm. we compare us to our former selves, because it's 
unfair and we may not get there. But there are so many things from your past that maybe you always wanted to do or you had an interest in and you're just not thinking of them maybe today, but that doesn't mean that you won't in the future. And I'll give you mm-hmm. one, I'll give one part of my of myself that I won't uh, put in the Gretchen episode. I've always wanted to fly RC planes, radio control planes. Don't know why it's always interested me. It just has. And I made an attempt as a teenager. My parents bought me a kit and I made the attempt to build one. And I failed miserably because I don't, especially then, no patience, no mechanical <laughs> ability. Uh, and I failed and it sat there and sat there and sat there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm old enough. I have enough money, spare money that I can go. And now I could just buy myself or what they call RTF ready to fly. And then I sat there and I researched and I looked and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to crash this thing immediately. I have no idea what I'm doing. So instead I went and bought myself an RC flight simulator that just came <laughs> and I'm going to teach myself on a computer screen how to do it. And then there's a field over at waterfall Glen where mm-hmm. you can fly IRC planes. So once I feel comfortable, then we'll evolve into getting, you know, ready to fly and getting out there. And that's just something that I don't think I was ever, I've, I've always wanted to do it. Didn't have the time or didn't have the money, didn't have the patience, but I've evolved enough and I'm understanding enough now that I know I can do it, but I did it in a way that was different than I intended. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of my point. Like I, I, I've always thought of myself in the past as being inflexible. And as I'm aging, I'm finding that when I give myself enough room, I can be a lot more flexible. And that's yeah. a little I, bit of what I'm hearing from you now. Well, I, I definitely going back to what you said is I have spent my entire fatherhood existence trying not to be my dad, not the relationship that I had with my dad, Braden not being me. And watching him now in high school, I truly have felt that I don't need to worry. I don't need to spend the time and the energy anymore worrying about that because I am not my dad. I do not have the relationship that he and I had. Braden and I are much better. Braden is not the chronic DNF student with no motivation and just wanting to piss off the world. He's not that guy. And I can sit back and relax. And now that I've taken that pressure off myself, there's what can I do for me? I've never, I, it's been so long since I thought about me that it's kind of fun and invigorating of thinking of, what potentially is out there. And I would never think like, um, I don't play video games or flight simulator. Like we have a whole flight simulator game that Braden used to have when he wanted to be a pilot. And I just never think that maybe I should just sit down and hook that thing up and how, maybe that would be cool. You know, I don't know if I'm ever going to be a gamer, but it's, it's, the first steps of opening the gates have started and it's kind of fun and thinking about, um, what I want to do. Yeah, I hear you. And by no means am I a, a gamer either. So like, <laughs> I mean, this is like a full scale, you know, uh, actual, you know, like flying instrument thing. Uh, I'm <laughs> showing you like, it's like, uh, you know, for the RC, but, it's just finding those little things that give you the joy. So you're, you're starting down that path of trying to figure that out. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, have you, have you determined anything? Or are you still in that trying to sort through it phase? I'm still trying to sort through it. And you know, my obsession with run Disney, I've probably mentioned it like nine times already. And it like all the videos are coming out, wine and dine, half marathon. Uh, my friend Sarah from uh, Running Warrior, Sarah, is trying to do a perfect Disney. So it's always the focus. So I immediately go, I'm doing Dopey 2025. 
but I can't do Dopey 2025. And it's kind of like that internal struggle right now where is I can't go there because it, I'm just going to fail. It's just going to lead to failure. But I look at people running on my way to work, and I think I really miss that. that just that simple act of being outside, and I don't have to run. I can run, walk, or I can just walk, right? I just, I, I just, that's, so it's, that's what I miss. Now I need to control the urge to say I'm running Dopey 25 and getting it that urge to I just want to go walk outside with Farica and look at all the Christmas lights. Do you think you need a goal, though, like a bigger goal in order to make those steps? I'm, my answer immediately is yes. But maybe that's just because I've convinced myself and that's the problem is I'm always trying to achieve these big audacious goals and it's really I don't listen to myself if I can look at a person running in the morning and I really miss that and I do I have that feelings of I really wish that was me that there has to be a way for me just to go outside and walk or do something then not I I I I it shouldn't be that I have to have dopey 2025 as my goal to get me out of the door to just go for a nice walk, either with myself or with Farica or my lunatic dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's there's a balance there because I have fought since the canyon. I've put some stuff on my calendar, but they're not as hard, right? I, I know, there's stuff I know I can finish and mm-hmm. with moderate training not heavy duty training like I was doing for the Canyon. Right. And if you want to hear about that, just go listen to slack packers. Kevin and I talk about it at ad nauseum, right. For 30 some (laughs) episodes. So, but there is something about having something on the future calendar. So like I never did that 12 hour walk that I wanted to do. And that's on like my radar more than ever, because I want to put together like a plan to use your example, right. Of doing dopey, like for some, something like that, dopey might be on my calendar in 2028. So now what do I mm-hmm. need to do to get there in 2028? Right. And what are the steps? And I know it's going to be daily grind and there's going to be ebbs and flows of, uh, of training, but the process should always be forward. Right. Yeah. And I, it, part of what slack packers did for me is, I don't think you did, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I don't think you did anything strenuous. Does that make sense? It was hard work, but you were hiking, right? I mean, six hours up and down a hill is pretty strenuous, dude. (laughs) 100%. I'm not not wording it correctly. I didn't put myself on tilt, if that's what you mean. Like, I was never gasping for air because... I've run as fast as I can for 10 miles or something. No, that wasn't, yes. that wasn't it. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. And through that, through hiking and doing that, you now are mentally and physically in a position where whatever you set your goal to, you can accomplish. And, and to me, I think you went through a change to it didn't have to be another marathon there could be another way to achieve the same mental and physical happiness and self-fulfillment through it didn't have to be hiking or running it could be hiking and now you have so many more options open to you that that's what i'm taking in is it doesn't have to be dopey 2025 it could be going to look at the Christmas lights or I pass this beautiful little pond uh, on my way to work every morning. And in the spring, how cool would it be to leave a half hour earlier to go walk around this little pond with a waterfall? And I, I don't have to run that pond. I could walk that pond. And that's, that's what I'm trying to say is not, I, I definitely didn't word that, 
in the beginning, but it doesn't have to be Iron Man Lake Placid, which I've signed up for three Iron Mans and have done none, <laughs> which you probably remember from, from our previous conversation, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be my Iron Man could just be a half hour Peloton ride and that, and if I can do that enough, then I can get to a position where, hey, maybe I can run a 10K or a half marathon, but who cares? Right now, I just want to find something that I enjoy that over time can lead back to maybe those bigger goals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, that's a massive evolution for you, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a near 180-degree yeah, yeah. turn. So, 100%. Um, that's big. Um, how are the other aspects of your life? I mean, we talked a lot about you know, drinking and stuff in our, in our previous iterations, like how's that journey going? Is that a focus or do you have that where you want it? It's not as much as a focus as it has been in the past. Of course it has its ebb and flows. I do little things like I, I, I don't drink during the, uh, work week kind of Monday through Friday. Um, can I be better at it? Of course. Can I be worse at it? Of course. But it's not, it hasn't really been um, on my mind or uh, a focus at all. And uh, like the job situation was a big part of it, like working full time, taking that stress off of Farica, uh financially. Um, I, I don't really have a great job, but I, I, there's a great sense of satisfaction of going out of the house Monday through Friday. And then I'm not sitting on the couch watching YouTube videos all day. Well, that's great on the, on the drinking front. It sounds like you've got it more kind of where it's just a part of your life at times, but it's not a dominant part and it doesn't interfere with, with anything. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, to be honest, I don't think about it. So maybe that's the improvement is that, um, it's definitely less, and it's definitely not in a forefront. I definitely don't think it's um, causing issues that it has before. That's good. So maybe it's you know, it's time to continue thinking about that. But it definitely is not what's holding me back from like it was. Good getting that stuff done. That's great news. And on an eating front, I mean, you always talked about wanting to be plant-based. Is that still a goal? Is is that kind of subsided? Where are you at with that journey? I have not thought about, because brain's not plant-based anymore. So I have not thought about that at all. And uh, I'm a big food prepper now because we just don't have time during the week. Um, I would like to eat more during the day. That's my big, I don't really eat a real dinner. I bring lunch every day to work, which is always like chicken or pork chops with rice and broccoli. And I don't eat in the morning until 1230. So I've lost 35 pounds just from working. Um, but I would like to dial that in more of just eating more food. Like I'd like, I think eating breakfast would be a big help. It doesn't have to be a huge breakfast, just something. Um, I definitely like my lunches and I would like to have more of a, uh, take a minute to sit down and eat dinner, but I don't really put like any thought into being plant-based or any of that anymore. Just put, it, it goes back to, uh, if I say I'm going to do this and then I don't do that, then it's another, it's another failure and which leads you down to that path where if you, if you do it once, you do it twice. Now it's really easy and the whole thing goes out the window. Uh, I mean, it's just such a, a different, like this conversation a year ago was, would not have happened, right? Like we weren't having it. Yeah. I mean, cause you were so focused on these other things. And, and I couldn't achieve, I could, but I, I couldn't at the time achieve all the stuff that was, I was setting up for myself, which just gets you to be like, well, I can't do it. I'm a failure. Screw it. 
let me go buy another bottle of Tito's and sit here and watch other people run Disney. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like a much healthier mindset. I feel, I feel, I feel a ton of less stress in my life. I feel lighter and I, I just feel like a better person at this time. And now who is like, I, I listen to music. I listen to new 80s new wave music every day at work. And I don't know where that came from, but I really enjoy that music. So like there's a loss of community because I, I literally listen to no podcasts during the week, uh, except for like uh, Slack Packers and Running Warriors Sierra are the only two that I listen to now. And I, I really there's an empty, there's a void that I want to fill. And, and it's a different wanting to fill than it ever has been before. Have you thought about volunteering at events as a way to reconnect? Well, with, with, um, I did a lot with Bray's football team and the Fathers Club, and I'll do a lot with the track. And um, I hope to be more involved with the Fathers Club at school through their uh, community service and stuff. But uh, I, I haven't gone. It will it, when I continue to do that. It will be more through the school, just because that's what I have time for. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I mean, if I mean, it, and it sounds like regardless um, of schedule, that Bray is on a year round, like he's doing something year round at this point, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and takes some time. To, he'll go to work during the summer and. All that stuff, but he's sports and school for him is year round. Yeah, uh, different than yeah when we were kids. Like I, I hate comparing things, right? But I, I look at how busy and like what's required of kids today to be in anything, even as young as you know Michaela's eight, and it's just the schedule is insane just to be involved, and it's. There's no break. Like when we were kids, like there wasn't stuff on Sundays, but you know, today (laughs) it's all there. So yeah, all good. Well, I mean, it sounds like there's been a lot of good changes for you and it sounds like a lot has to do with having that full-time job and just kind of probably just maturity and having the time because you don't have to focus so much on your son gives you more time to be a little introspective. And I imagine, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what you do, you know, at work, but if it's not completely engaging, your mind's going to wander too. Right. And, and give you time to think about things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm starting to grow up and mature a little Pete and it's, you know, it's only taken me 53 years, 52 and a half years. And uh, I do. I'm, what I do at work is I'm a. Uh, I repair, inspect, maintain, and test fire extinguishers for a um, corp for a company that does a lot of corporate uh, accounts. And I literally repeat the same thing over and over and over the same processes all day long for eight hours a day. So there is definitely a maybe too much time to think. Uh, but thankfully, my mind is working in a better direction than the evil directions it's taken me in the past. Is that where you're listening to New Wave 80s? Yeah, and I think it's just like because uh, I'm a big 80s hairband heavy metal guy. But I think that pace of the music was just too much for the repetitive nature. And I just found that surprisingly, I know a ton of these songs and it's just a little uh, slower beat to work by. But it's kind of weird that uh, I listen to like Depeche Mode and Yaz all day long versus White Snake and Cinderella. It's like, it's <laughs> I, like, I don't know who this new person is. <laughs> Nothing wrong with some new order. So no, no, the uh, time. So can you not listen to podcasts or have you just decided that you needed a break from them? No, I, I really wish I, I could, but 
you know, like you're moving around so much and you're going mm. in and out of the room. And uh, if customers come in, then I have to stop and what I'm doing and walk. To, so you just miss a lot that. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll listen. To, my drive is only 20, 25 minutes. So you can get a part of it. But if it's like a two hour show, it takes me almost four days to listen to that show. Whereas when I was in the bakery or making bagels or whatnot, I can listen to eight hours of podcasts a day or be on YouTube a lot more. It's just much more difficult to listen to a, um, a good show. Like if yours, Slack Packers is, was never more than like 45 minutes to an hour. So I can, I can start that in the morning and be done with it by the time I get to work. Yep. The other one is only 30 minutes, so I can get that in the ride there. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you start walking more, that'll give you time, too, if you if you chose to, to do so, right? Yeah, 100%. That's... And that's where I, I just need to go back to. Yeah. Or I want to go back. I don't need to go back. I want to go back. Yeah, I mean, we can have this dichotomy of needs and wants, right? And they, when they meet, that's where it gets interesting as long as it doesn't become obsessive. And that's, that's where I think all this stuff comes from. Right. And Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, what else is, uh, what else has been happening? What else is on your mind before we, before we wrap? Uh, I don't really know. There's probably so many things on my mind. I want (laughs) to know, I got to say, I love the uh, turkey leg picture of Michaela from your Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Just brought a smile to my face. And I want to know, you know, I worked at Commander's. Yep. So I'm curious how your most recent trip to Commander's was and what is your go-to order food-wise and drink-wise when you go to Commander's? And this is totally probably not what you were thinking when you asked me that question. It's all good. But uh, it's in my little notepad, Commander's. (laughs) Yeah, Commander's Palace is one of my favorite things in New Orleans because Mm -hmm. it is so classic in terms of the food you can get. They somehow keep it fresh and modern. And as a wine person, their wine list is a Bible, right? So I don't have a go-to at Commander's. I am, I, when I'm with somebody that's never been there like we were this last time, I always tell them, look, you got to get the turtle soup because it's just heavenly. And why our buddy turned down the sherry on it? I don't know. I'm like, it's just part of it. You should have told me that. I'm like, it's just, it crushed me. But uh, anyway, the fact is I don't have a go-to order there because I like to try all their different stuff. Right. And this last time I think I ended up with a steak and it was just incredible. Uh, but we don't definitely don't have a go-to and the go-to drink is just the fun of pairing wines out of that incredible cellar to try to fit the table is just awesome. Right. So, uh, there's just something about, getting that classic new Orleans fair in that building in the garden district. That is just special. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we spend a lot of time at eating oysters, you know, going to Acme. Sure. So that was probably where we spent the most time eating. <laughs> That's okay. Time. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you know, I, I was, a, I worked the grill at commander. So I'm always partial to, uh, their grilled stuff and I and I, I could still taste it's been a long time since I worked at Commanders but I could still vividly remember the taste of the turtle soup and how you can get that without sherry I, I don't know but I, I don't know either <laughs> that I, will depress me now for the rest of the day <laughs> it, it was a little bit weird that they offered it as like a choice right and I think they do that I mean sherry is technically booze right so I think they do that um from that perspective or maybe somebody just hates sherry but they took it yeah. as like a well you don't have to almost like putting parmesan or something on top of your pasta and i'm like no 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 it's part of the dish like you need that right uh but they got it as part of a trio of soups and okay that's i think a great way to go there if if it's available because they also make incredible uh 
different, you know, etouffees and jambalayas and, and, and such. So there's always gumbo. And I think the gumbo was actually part of one of the, the choices that night. So I'm like, you know, it's just incredible on what you can get. So yeah, definitely one of my favorite places to go. And it, and like I said, anytime somebody hasn't been in New Orleans, that's, that's a must. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure I've gone to New Orleans and not gone to Commander's maybe once. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've never not been to Commander's in, when I was in New Orleans. So uh, one of the, the hottest experiences in my life was working in that kitchen. But uh, I, I was, I'm was i always curious, being a foodie that you are, if you had a, uh, like, you know, do you get a Sazerac at Jazz Brunch or the, uh, I know you've had the pork chop before. We've talked yep. about that. So I'm always curious to know what um, foodies think when they go there. Because it's got to be 110 years old at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's old. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're, but, and yet it's modern too, in a yeah. way. Like they hold on to those traditions and uh, see what ways it's, it's changed. It's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, there's a lot of new places, obviously, in New Orleans, and we love them. But it's the classic parts that um, that we really love. And, yeah, you know, we this last time we did a a tour. Uh, I actually I just looked it up 1893. So 130 years old now yeah. uh, for Commander's Palace. But I, I put together a 12 cocktail tour. Uh, of New Orleans for us. Oh, that's awesome. That was just a ton of fun. We had, oh, good. Hopefully everybody heard the emotion detected at the front door. Uh, <laughs> but it's it was a, a lot of fun to put together in terms of how, uh, like where things like were invented and I don't know, just, it was, it was really neat. So we just basically went as many times as we could. We went to where the drink was, was invented or mm-hmm. conceived or is best known. And then other times we had to just go to, you know, places where it was uh, really good now. And we had a lot of surprises and, and, you know, like I had never been to two Jacks and, New Orleans and it's not in its original location. It's in a separate one, but that's where they invented the grasshopper and had never gone there for it. So we did that this time. Uh, awesome. bar, bar Sazerac, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. So yeah, I mean, we definitely had a lot of really good, a lot of really good times. So it was fun. Yeah. The cocktail tour yeah. was neat because we spread it out over the course of several days. Right. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. And then, of course, I have a ton of uh, Slack Packer questions, but I'll let you handle that and what uh, the next version or what you guys are going to do in your own time uh, with that. Yeah, I mean, and we honestly just don't know yet. And Yeah, you which know, is, we, we just, I look forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about some things, but we just don't have it. I don't know. We just don't have, have it yet, like exactly That's what okay. we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, and you have some walks coming up too, which I'm I'm uh, looking forward hikes. I should say walks, hikes. Yeah. Um, that uh, you mentioned to me, so I'm, I'm I'd love to hear about those in your own way. Whether you message me or do a uh, Pete's Travels podcast, <laughs> the your sixth edition of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'll I'll talk a little bit about it. We can I'll probably flesh it out later more, but I'm decided to do a couple of these um they're called mammoth march events and they're 20 mile hikes and about you got about eight hours i think but i'm not sure they ever sweep fully um i think they just try to keep you moving um but 20 miles in eight hours is a reasonable pace you know uh and i'm doing one in february in arizona and then one in June in the Delaware Valley, uh, which the first thing everybody says that knows Delaware Valley, you know, that's not in Delaware. And Dude, I, it's in Ohio. Uh, no, 
Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> it's near that. Um, so it's not far from Philadelphia, um, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. part of my, I don't know, like if you're, it, it's like part of my uh, reason for going is Gretchen's never been to Philadelphia and we've got friends there. Well, I'm not sure that they would like me saying friends, <laughs> but I, you know, I still consider Larry my friend uh, as as an example. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's like right, it's right there. So it's it's in the greater Philadelphia area. So it's like kind of on this border of I don't know Pennsylvania and I don't know New Jersey. I mean, it's I don't know. It, it's hard no. to describe. Um, but if you look up where they're um, at, like this one is at, you'll You'll see um, if you look up. I think it's just mammothmarch.com. No, I'm so, going to look it up. Yeah. So I, I would love to see others out there. I mean, it's really a fun way to get a reasonable goal achieved. You know, um, it, I mean, it's no joke. 20 miles is a long way, but there's not a ton of elevation and stuff in, in like what I'm doing. So. I kind of am looking forward to having something like that to, to do and not have to train, but not have to have quite as strenuous of a training cycle for these as I did for the Grand Canyon, uh, just mm-hmm. because it, I'm not going to see a 60 degree difference in temperature and, um, you know, five, six, seven, 8,000 feet of elevation gain and loss. So and no mules. Thank goodness. <laughs> The only smells will be wafting from sweaty humans. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then the only other thing I'm really signed up for is the uh, Sugar Badger Half Marathon, which is basically just a tradition at this point for us to go to that area of Wisconsin, see the TJM people, say hi to Scotty and and Kyla and the gang, and and just have a really good time in the Belleville, Nuclearis Verona area. Yeah. Yeah. Go have some pretzels. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, we go to Christie's in New Glarus every time. It's just a really good restaurant and they do such a a good job. We always stay in Verona, home of the two Mm -hmm. gomers and typically just have a lot of fun. Um, if it's just Gretchen and I will stay at, uh, you know, that little B and B, the cameo rose, but uh-huh. when we have the kids can't do that. I think it'll just be Michaela with us this time, but we just love it. It's always a good time. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff and can't wait to catch up with you. Maybe we'll do this every once in a while just to kind of check in and, and yeah. go from there, bud. What do you think? I'm in. Awesome. I'm in. Maybe I'll some some more positive and some uh, actual experiences to talk about, but uh, it's been fun. I love talking with you. Yeah, you too. I'm glad we were able to catch up and in the meantime, everyone needs to get out there and be better today. Yeah.